Medium turkey chili. <laughs> Medium crab bisque. I didn't get any bread. Just forget it, let it go. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, I think you forgot my bread. Bread, two dollars extra. Two dollars, but everyone in front of me got free bread. You want bread? Yes, please. Three dollars! <laughs> what? No soup for you! It is the Soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld. Tomorrow, October the 1st, Netflix has Seinfeld. They bought it back in 2019. The price tag, a half a billion dollars. $500 million, Donna, for every episode ever made of Seinfeld. And you have never seen an episode. Never seen an episode. That conversation coming up during this episode of My Second Act as we salute Seinfeld. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. Now, PT got married earlier this year to his college sweetheart, Lauren. I love it. I love it. I love love. And you guys met in the University of Alabama choir. Yep. Mm. She was much better than I was. I love that. Do y'all sing songs around the house? Uh, Yeah. Basically, oh. most of the time. When was the last time that you and Lauren, PT, broke into song? Um, last night, probably. <laughs> okay, this may be too personal. Well, it's usually just singing about what we're doing, you know. Of we course. are washing the dishes, yeah, washing pretty, the dishes. It. I love that. It's romantic. Love it. I wonder, yeah. like, did y'all gaze at each other across the choir? Um, yes. We actually were in a couple choirs together, and we didn't even know who each other were, too, so in high school. Cute. So cute. Mm. So cute, Cadillac Jack. Okay, uh, my name is Don. I'm Caddy's wife. I watched it last night on Netflix. I- I'm like, I've had my fill of these Britney documentaries, but I watched Britney versus Spears, um, which I thought was kind of interesting, like the title, and then I figured it out. It's Britney versus Jamie. Well, and I guess Daddy. everyone. Well, kind of everyone. The world. This was actually, of all the documentaries that I've watched, and I've watched three, I watched one on Hulu, whatever the one we watched was, the original one, yeah. and then this one on Netflix. I have to say this was probably the most well done for me because it was two reporters. One was a reporter from Rolling Stone magazine and um, another reporter, but they had, they had been given all of these documents from people who were part of Britney's inner circle. Like front row to the conservatorship through the years. Unbelievable. So it wasn't one of those documentaries where they just, we know all the facts now, you know, we, for the most part where people just lay stuff out. This was actually almost like insider, I was their information. And I kept telling you, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I don't remember that she started dating a photographer. I don't remember that then she started, um, she was engaged to this other guy along the way after Kevin Federline. What came out of all of this that you and I were talking about, because I know everybody's probably kind of Britneyed out on the whole thing. And it's just like, God, can they just solve this situation? Number one, fascinating conversation about conservatorships. And it's just not that easy. But the other thing is, I said to you, I am impressed. I don't know anything about Kevin Federline, but I am impressed with the fact that throughout all of this, he really has not said a lot. Um, And by saying a lot, I don't think in this case it means he's not saying a lot. I think he supports her, but he's trying to stay out of the fray. And keep the kids out of the fray. Absolutely. And the, the only time I've ever seen him speak or quote from him is when it's about the kids. And his quote is, listen, don't go there. I'm not I'm not going to say anything. It's about the kids. They're off limits. You know, so he kind of I think he's a, a very protective, loving dad. And I don't know that when they first got together back oh, in 2001, I, I, no. he was a backup dancer. I, you know, I, I don't know that people thought that. No, and then. people made fun of him. And yeah. that was what part of the the footage was, was that um, what a joke this was and that he was going to take all her money. And now look, you know, that he's he's basically has raised these children. Um, and I know she has too, but the the biggest takeaway for me too was the amount of money that for the two years when she was doing her Vegas residency that she made and what the conservatorship, conservatorship, I guess I'm not saying that right, profited off of that, of that money. Because they pay themselves. They pay themselves. And so they had done all the ticket receipts and I mean, it was, it was double digit millions of dollars. And Jamie Spears at the time was paying himself. He was getting a because of the, again, the conservatorship got a, a portion of that money, but also 
um, he paid himself a stipend of $16,000 a month. And he gave her, I think, $6,000 a month, which, which doesn't like, if you're listening just to that and you're like, okay, he paid, you know, he got paid 16. She got, it wasn't that they, he was also making 24 million off ticket sales from the Vegas residency. So some, somebody that this will never be solved, you know, to, to the full degree, but it is eye opening because I think that along the way you, I, I have forgotten I mean, I wasn't like the biggest Britney Spears devotee, you know, that I knew everything about her. But you forget so much of what happened in this girl's life. Sure. And uh, for me, the most shocking thing is how if you enter into one of these or you put a family member in it, the reason that someone outside of your family normally is the person who kind of is the guardian um, and the fiduciary of the conservatorship is so that there's not all this emotion from a family perspective. And it is shocking. What, how much money and the fact that her dad, I'm sure, had her best interest at heart, but there were so many people along the way that profited from her ex-manager, Larry Rudolph, to this weird, you and I were watching it last night, this weird geriatric psychiatrist, elder, a psychiatrist who was a psychiatrist for elderly patients. Who wrote the report that put Brittany under, literally Correct. under the conservatorship. Uh, what's that? How do you pronounce that? Yes. Conserv- conservatorship. We'll have a hard time with this. Conservatorship. That thing. Yeah. Uh, because they needed a report from a, a psychiatrist. And it's like, but wait a minute. You just said he was a geriatric psychiatrist. He was. So was he qualified to, you know, but this was the report that went before the court. This was the report that went to the judge. This is the court, the report that went everywhere that said, Brittany has dementia. She's crazy. Yeah, she dementia can't do for a young person. And that carried with her up yes. until the moment that her dad just recently said, you know what? I'm done. Well, and if he had not stepped down, if, if, if Jamie had not stepped down, she probably would still be under it because it was so locked up so tightly that she was mentally incapable of doing this. Last fascinating thing that I found, and I think this happens a lot in music, is this Rolling Stone female reporter had really, um, in a weird way, befriended her. Brittany always... Um, you know, there was a, the reason that she got with the the first one of her, the first guy she started dating after paparazzi guy. was a paparazzi photographer who was nice to her and pumped gas for her. And then she started seeing him. Yeah. So the, the reporter met her in the Rolling, uh, the Rolling Stone reporter met her in the bathroom, the pool bathroom at the Beverly Hills Hotel, brought her legal papers for Brittany to sign to get out from under this thing. I mean, she, and this was not like a best friend of hers. This was just because she could not trust a single person in her inner circle. And that's so sad. But. What I was going to say about all this is that there's always throughout rock and roll history and, and, and even some degree pop, there's always been this relationship between, especially Rolling Stone, between reporters and artists. And sometimes there are reporters who get an incredibly good rapport with um, artists and, and they're the only ones that the bands will let interview them. Talk to. Yeah. Fascinating. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It's really good. Britney versus Spears. Yeah. Charlotte is our 15-year-old daughter. She's a sophomore in high school. And Sunday, we decided to go to the dog park. Um, and, and we took Sally. We have two coon hounds, hound dogs. Uh, Sally is our senior. She's very old. Very old. Um, I mean, just lumps and smells. and. But um, she's still kicking it. Barely. Barely. Yeah. So we took Sally because she's a little slower than Roscoe. Who's my favorite? Roscoe P. Coltrane. He's much younger and vivacious. So we took Sally. Um, I have not. I had not been to a, a dog park in a while. Um, so we, we go, and, and, and there's always like a pit boss, a dog and its alpha, its handler, its owner, standing at the gate. They think you know? they run the place. They think that it's theirs. And it's almost like they expect you to pay a cover charge because you're coming to their dog park. You know? And it's like, you back up. You and your little corky, back up. Here we come. Here come the big guns. We're bringing Sally in. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Potential FBI agents should have to spend a day at a dog park and do profiling. Have you ever just sat and looked at the people at a, at a, at a dog park? No. But I mean, why would you? They're just like people like us. They are, but you're there in, with not a whole lot to do because your dog's playing with other dogs. And, mm-hmm. and so Charlotte and I sat on a bench and literally just went around the dog park and we're like, okay, what's the story with them? Kind of like you, we used to do. Mm-hmm. I've passed that on to our, our 15-year-old. Wonderful. Um and, and, and so we would guess as to what the story was, mm. you know, are they mm-hmm. lovers? Mm. Are they? This is great for a 15 year old. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the forced conversation can also be very awkward. Uh, I, we got in the gate, got by the pit boss and this, this man who's my young, young guy, maybe 30 
he says something and I don't know how to respond, you know? And so I say something like, uh, you know, we humans should greet each other the same way the dogs do, right? You know, and, and it's like, okay, what? that's weird. Is it not? Yes, yeah, weird. Is it not? Stop. Yeah. But it's just that awkward. Just don't talk. Just, just stop. Just interact with the dogs. Sally and Charlotte had a great time. Okay, I, this is kind of leading me off here somewhere. I had a dog adventure today that I wasn't going to tell you about. I was driving Charlotte, our 15 year old, and Hollis, our carpool. To carpool. Yeah, this morning. And so I was going on this road to the school and they're like, oh my gosh, be careful, Miss Choate, up ahead. They thought it was a deer. It was a huge black lab and it was like running toward my car. So I stop and I'm like, oh my God. And so this dog was like panting and it was really hot. And so then all this traffic's coming behind me. All this traffic's coming this way. I'm beeping the horn to get these people the other way to stop. And this dog was someone's dog, but it had been, it was missing like it was out roaming the road is this dog at your store right now no but i got out and i'm like i gotta get this dog in the car and so i basically have the dog and he's the sweetest dog in the world and i'm going to put him in the car and this man is on the other side of me and he's got his window down he's like you got it you got it and then hollis is like i'm allergic to dogs like i think i'm allergic to dogs but they have a dog so like how can she be allergic i think she just didn't want to get on her outfit and i totally understand if you're going to high school you don't want like random dog hair on your outfit so i'm like now what do i do i've got this dog's collar so i just took it over to this man's truck that was literally sitting beside me and i go listen you're going to have to take this dog i said i've got two girls that are going to high school one's allergic to dogs he's like uh okay so i just put it in his car don't know what happened don't know if he wanted the dog don't know he he didn't well, I'll tell you this, after I put it in, he had like a Yukon, so I just put it in there and I go, just, I'm sure it belongs to someone around here, you could take it to the vet. So when I walked back in front of his car, he goes, okay, thank you. So he clearly was like fine with it. Well, what you did is you put a spell on him. The dog? No, on the man. You, oh, you put a spell so. on the driver of the I don't think the, so. The Yukon. The no, time. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. But I mean, I just kept thinking about you and how when you and I see a dog, like if that had been you and the girls, you would, have, say, you would have said. It's just out exercising. He's exercising. It's fine, girls. It could be 10, 12, 1500 miles from home. And yeah. it's just it's out walking. He's it's just a exercising. Beautiful day. That dog's not lost. He I could not need our help. If, but here's what you don't understand about me. Like if I had not done that, my entire day, I would have been sitting here going, oh my God, Wondering did that dog, dog get hit? Is it just out there running around? Is it thirsty? So that's my good deed for the day. Here is legendary comedian George Carlin on dog sniffing visitors at the dog park. We got us a mid-sized dog, knee-high, just about like this size here. Best sized dog you can own, by the way. Most people know this is the ideal sized dog to have. You know why? Anybody comes to visit you, the first thing that dog does is take his nose and put it right in their crotch. Ooh. Ooh. He smells my dog. No, Marge, I don't believe that's the animal he has in mind. And people get embarrassed by that, don't they? Especially the owner of the dog. The owner gets more embarrassed than the other person saying, stop that, will you stop that, stop it. I'm awfully sorry about this. Not me, I say, get in there and get some of that. <laughs> get in there, sniff that thing out, go on. Right. Okay. So go around the back, check it out in the back now. Sniff George Carlin. All right. About how you greet dogs, greet one another. So and I suggested then. to this complete stranger that maybe yeah. these humans should do the same thing. Probably not. Dr. Fahrenheit Heating and Air presents the Sassy Stompers, a group of clogging cougars. That's the official name, title. Uh, we'll go on all of the marketing and um, Are we going to have a clog and swag. repeat? Uh, yes. Instead of a step Absolutely. and repeat, it'll be a clog and repeat. Listen, listen. the Sassy Stompers are bound <laughs> for the NCC at the Gaylord in Nashville. How did this happen, Preston? Seriously, all I was going to do was just maybe get out there and take a few clogging lessons myself. Now people I have a team, I have a sponsor, a and I have a song that I have to clog to that I can't get out of my head now. I did test it out last night in the kitchen. I think I did pretty good. Do you think? I have a hook we're going to share in a moment. Well, importantly, what our listeners should know is every time uh, Caddy last episode said the sassy stompers, you corrected him and said, the sassy stompers. It's the sassy stompers. Yes. Yes. I heard that. So make sure when you say it next yeah. time, you've got the the correct inflection. inflection. It's like your dentures are getting in your way. Well, you got to get that. You got to you got to get that like really Tennessee sassy stompers on it. Okay, where are we going Gaylord? Uh the Gaylord in Nashville is where they How have How am I going to keep up with this the team NCC, in the Gaylord? The NCC Donna and y'all are classified. What's as the NCC? The National Clogging Championships. When is this? Next year. 
Oh, my God. In Nashville. Okay. All you right. all are classified as adults 30 plus because well, you're kind of yeah. all over the map. Yeah. All of you. This, We're this, definitely this 30 very, plus. very, very uh, ragtag group of 10 that make up the Sassy Stompers. Um, and we have and we have Brandon. And we Brandon, have a man. plus Brandon, yes. Um, so the Gaylord in Nashville, here we come, for NCC via the Woodstock Christmas Parade and beyond. Lots of appearances. Going to put you up in the Painted Horse uh, when they open their new retail spot and then and, and drinking hole in, in Alpharetta. We're going to put you there and we're going to uh, do some rehearsals. And um, this is what's called taking content 3D, three-dimensional. All right. We could just have a conversation about you wanting to clog and, and get a state championship. No, hell no. We're going for nationals. That seems ambitious. All right. Out of the game. We could just talk about it. What fun is that? Let's, let's do it and involve the people that listen to the podcast. Right well, now we're up to three Lars, two Melissa's, um, two Donna's. Two Donna's. Donna from Gallery. Wow. I mean, beyond excited. And Brandon. Brandon, too. How about the fact that without missing a beat, she asked Brandon if he could turn a cartwheel? And he said, yeah. They're going down Browns Bridge Road getting ready to deliver a sectional somewhere. You heard in that episode, last episode. You know, and, and they're just, uh, he's nervous about the skinny costumes. If you are on the roster of Sassy Stompers, I will make my way to you in the next two weeks when I take measure. Okay. No, no, no. So we'll get weird. Your, we'll get your measurements. For, for the, what? For the costumes, Donna, your Christmas concerts. I mean, I've got to, I told you I'm going to have to go on Amazon and get a pair of like rogue cloggers. Whatever it takes. You think they're used? Like, I don't want used cloggers. We can do used. So the song that you will be performing to is Glenn Fry uh, from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, 1984. The Heat is on. But no, not that, because the Sassy Stompers are sponsored by Dr. Fahrenheit Heating and Air. So we're going to mix it up a little bit. And it's going to be, is your heat on home? Because the, the Woodstock <laughs> Christmas parade is first week of December, right? Probably. And that's when you need to have your heat on. Are you going to turn your heat on and it just... <laughs> and have to pick up the phone and call Dr. Fahrenheit Heating and Air? Or is your heat on home? You want to try the clip? I don't even know what to say. I really don't. It's like you're like Chris Jenner or something. You're like a you're you're a caddy caddy major, a caddy major. You ready, Don? You're our manager. Here we yeah, go. I All guess. Right, here we go. Is your heat on? Home? Is your heat on? Nashville Street. Is your heat on? This is where we go. This is where we go. Oh, that's your double step, double step, rock step back. <laughs> And we'll get to that in a moment. Get to that in a moment. But that's the song. And we thank Dr. Fahrenheit Heating and Air. I mean, I'm thrilled, but I just, I don't know. Um, I have hired someone to help us out, too. Oh, great. I have retained the services. And you you folks in the clogging world know this name. I've hired Miss Patricia. <laughs> How much does that cost? From the Step It Up Clogging Academy. And she's going to help us with some choreography. Is she like that lady from Dance Moms? Like, is uh, she Abby mean? Abby Miller, yes. What? Yes. Uh, that, yes. And then some. Uh, you may remember that if you're in the clogging world, you know, Miss Patricia, uh, you remember that the Step It Up Clogging Academy took down the elite heat from Dothan last year at the NCCs. Also at the Gaylord. So uh, we're excited to have her with us and she will be assisted by Mr. Cameron, who was the Utah Clog Across America competition freestyle champ in 2015. Couple of questions. We're loaded for bear. That's what Okay. We are. Is Mr. Okay. Cameron a Mormon? Because he's from Utah. I love that. And... What is freestyle? Like you can freestyle clog, yes. just do whatever you want to do. Look it up on YouTube. It's fascinating. You've been on the freestyle clogging section I, of I YouTube. Should, maybe I, that was out loud. <laughs> okay, this I is the other night. this I is did. gone crazy. I'm serious. I like did. this has gone crazy. So via Skype right now, we have Miss oh, Patricia, God. and um, you know a lot of our our rehearsals are going to be have have to be done on Skype because we're just we we got somebody in Tampa, we got somebody in Monroe, Georgia, we got them, you know the the sassy stompers are all over the place. Yeah, we're we're worldwide. So you may have to do some rehearsals at home via uh, boy. Zoom or oh, Skype boy. Or with Miss Miss Patricia. Now you you need to remember all of you sassy, sassy stompers, sassy stompers. Um, uh, that basic the double basic starts what Donna with two I, double steps. I don't know. I don't retain any Hang of on, this. Miss Patricia. Hang on. I clogged when I was like nine. All right. And then, uh, you know, single basic starts with one. What are you, you, you need talking to know about? That as we begin, is, is she on Zoom? Is she ready? Miss Patricia, yeah. Miss Patricia. Yeah. All right, Miss Patricia, you pick it up then. Uh, you pick it up from uh, there with the, uh, the triple basic, I guess. Triple basic starts with three. 
So when you do one triple, it's going to change Pay your attention. lead foot. So your first triple is double step, double step, double step, rock step. back. And when you're first learning those, you should count them like this. Double one, one double, double two, two double three, three rock step. step. So after any triple, it's going to change your, your lead, lead foot. foot. The doubles did not. What does? The single did. See? Single. Now, single. right foot, triple basic. Right. Double one, double two, Donna, double are you paying three, attention? rock step. Okay. I, I do remember Did the rock. Did we, yeah. did we lose Thank you. See if we can get her back. See if we can get her back. She's expensive. Thank you, Miss Patricia. Thank you, Miss Patricia. Tell Mr. Cameron we'll be in touch. Okay. I don't know about Mr. Checks Cameron. I don't know about Mr. Cameron. But I do remember the rock step. Yes. Double one. Okay. Should I try this? Double. No. Okay. Double one. Double two. Double three. Rock step. I think I got it, Preston. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is your heat on home? I think a lot of honestly. Is your heat on home? A lot, maybe Mr. Cameron could help us with showmanship because I think a lot of clogging is just like, yeah, sure. a lot of clogging is just like, you're just moving your feet as fast as you can. Well, you don't necessarily have to be in step or sync. Well, we need to be. Yes. If we're going, we'll we're, try. We're going to the NCCs, Donna. Okay? We'll try. It's not like local But I think stuff. it's more like showmanship, like jazz hands and like what we do and a lot of bounce, tight outfits. Yes. Yes. That's all been established. Of that. Maybe a trick or two. I don't even know. Stunts are not allowed. What? I had to sign us up. I, I, I've already done all the registration stuff. Um, you cannot do stunts in, in, in an NCC competition. What are we going to do with Brandon? Uh, you ladies are going to stand around and climb him like a vine, I guess. I don't know. All right. <laughs> He's a tall feller. All right. Well, we'll okay. figure it out. Um, I have also, <clears throat> I shouldn't say this, but I've been approached about doing a 12-episode reality series about the sassy clog, sassy. What is it? Sassy, sassy stompers. Them, y'all, y'all. So from I, who? Some, I can't talk about that right now. But some stuff going on behind the scenes. This is big again, big, and you're a part of it. Go ahead, well, and put the date for the Woodstock Christmas parade in your calendar. I don't even know when it is, but we'll get that in the letter or something. All right. Okay. On that, are we is clogging? On, on, are we clogging on the stage? Or are we like falling uh, Santa Claus on a float? Uh, here's where Andine Chevrolet comes in, and God bless our friend Nelson Neal. We've known Nelson forever. Uh, they're going to give us a, a, an Andean Chevrolet pickup truck, like mm-hmm. a Silverado, Chevy Silverado or something. And my thinking, my vision is this. We're going to have someone that's a pot peep give us a, a a trailer that they already have. You know, like you haul hay on or something. We're going to clog on a trailer. You're going to be mobile. We're going to fall off. That's what's going to happen. During the Christmas parade. Okay. All right. And someone will pilot the Andean Chevrolet, Chevy Silverado. Andean Chevrolet coming. I think this is a way for you to get my life insurance money. Honestly, I don't know what's going on. That's great. This is good stuff. NCCs. Here we come. Let me hear Donna go. NCCs. 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 Is Miss Patricia back? No. I paid for a full session. Okay. All right. All right. We'll get her back on. Sides and desserts are now part of the menu that you can choose from every month at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. Great sides and great desserts. Scott, you know, remember we had uh, Stephanie Wright, who uh, she and her husband, Ken, on dinner affair we had him on a recent episode and i was talking about the peanut butter pie and i said to her daughter listen we're getting an order tomorrow delivered if you could slide some she did peanut butter pies in there for uncle caddy and she did i had peanut butter pie for breakfast lunch and dinner for three days and i I wouldn't trade it for anything my colon would but i i wouldn't trade it for anything yeah they were really good and as stephanie explained you can pick your sides for each of your dinners that you choose depending on the package that you have uh, or they can pair them for you yeah, and I was like thinking, like the other day when we had the big, you know, the we've talked about the the one cook meals that come in the big pans and everything. If you are in charge of like um, a youth group or somebody that's coming over, you're doing a spend the night party, a birthday party, you've got book club or anything. These are great for Is those your nights. Heat home? Anyway, they're great for those nights. You can just like heat them up. You don't have to worry about it. You know how you stress like when it's your night? Oh my gosh, I used to always hate when it was like my time for book club. Because you would have someone who's allergic to a dog or they didn't like red wine. Or it's like, why are you coming? Why are you in book club if you don't like red wine? But anyway, um, you know, it's like super easy just to put these meals out. um, And you've got dinner for everybody. So you can also order desserts. You can do those great peanut butter pies, serve those as well. Nobody's going to know you didn't cook it. They're going to think you're like an amazing cook and you did it all yourself. Whether you're feeding two, three, or four adults, depending uh, on the size of your family. And that dictates the package that you choose from Dinner Affair. 15 brand new dinners every single month. Individually bagged with ingredients that are already chopped and weighed and all those things that you never want to do in the prep process. It's done for you, all right? If if you do not want a jalapeno pepper in your Mexican dish, your Mexican corn carnide, whatever it would be, uh, then you don't have to put the jalapeno in there. 
You can, you can, yeah, leave which now, is great. You know? All right. Dinnerfear.com, dinner, A F A R E.com. Promo code is caddy2021. 430 bucks off that first offer and order. Three things that we will add, we'll beg actually at this point of you. Please follow this podcast so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, invite and encourage anyone you know at this point. Whether they're in your circle or not to enjoy this podcast, make sure you listen to the end of each episode for outtakes and uh, some notes sometimes from executive producer Carl Appen or producer PT. Uh, a Seinfeld Easter egg after the closing credits roll on this episode. So let's do the very end for that. And show our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, Dinner Affair, guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Night Podcast, state properties owned by Paramount Hotel Group, including the brands Home 2 Suites by Hilton, Hampton Inn by Hilton, Town Place Suites by Marriott, and... Dr. Fahrenheit, Heating and Air, Woodstock, Georgia. Hypes on Playlists is where we are at this point in the episode. Um, why don't we go first? Do you mind if I go first? Because no, I would like for you to go first. Yours is going to be long. No, it's not. Um, PT, we're going to have a, a conversation about the three saddest songs in country music. The, the, the three songs that you believe are the saddest in country mm-hmm. music. And then Don and I, I, I'll choose one of the three to add in, in my slot this episode. Of the Spotify, Donna and Caddy hypes on playlist. Third place, bronze medal, whiskey lullaby, Brad Paisley and Alice Krauss. Oh, that's a sad yeah, one. Depressing. So yeah. sad. By the way, a lot of these are newer, just because I'm showing that my age. So well, when you're young and, and yeah. somewhat new to the format. Yeah. Second place, silver medal. Mm-hmm. If you're reading this by Tim McGraw. Oh, that's a sad one. Mm-hmm. Mm. And finally, first place with the gold, and it wasn't very close. Concrete Angel by Martina McBride. Oh. Oh, that one makes you so sad. That whiskey, whiskey I'm lullaby song. Whiskey a lullaby. No, no, it's a death record. But that's what we're doing. We're the saddest song in country true, music. True. All right. Um, if you're reading this, okay. Okay. I have some other choices, but maybe we can save that for a later show. We'll set a tease right here, mm-hmm. PT, for the next episode for more of that. All right, Donna, you're gonna add. Let me get this audio ready. You're gonna add. Whew. Jana Kramer. Okay, I am adding Jana Kramer's new song, Voices. Um, and it was mm-hmm. written by um, Lee Bryce's wife, Sarah, which, did you know she was a songwriter? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, she has written for a few people. Um, Jana is not on a record label right now. She will be again soon, I guarantee you. But um, this song is charting like crazy. Um, okay, I, I think that's... Uh, <laughs> no, it's like number four on all genres. Okay. Um, so the song is, statement. song is Voices, and it was written um, by, Lee, like we said, Lee Bryce's wife, Sarah. Lee Bryce is a country music artist, if you don't know. Um, and she, yeah, she's written 150 songs. And she started with poems. Here's here, uh, poems and, and, and things like that, like short stories. Here's a clip of Lee Bryce talking about his wife, Sarah, and uh, the new Jana Kramer song called Voices. Sarah has always been extremely talented musically and and a writer. So she's been writing poems since she was a kid and she's been everything from DJ to dancer to all of it. And she just felt so compelled to write this song called Voices about all these voices in my head. Um, But this song was just really special to her and some really close people in her life. And it's really meant for them. So she just wants the world to hear something that matters. And I thought it was really cool. Jana cut it. And then, you know, it's like top three on iTunes. So, Mm. yeah, make sure you get your listeners to go check out Voices. It's really, really cool. I'd like to see the current chart. You're you're becoming an angry old man. I just want you to know. I'm not. Okay. Well, um, so... As you just heard, Sarah wrote the song, not really with Jana in mind, but um, people have taken the song and they're doing some really cool stuff with it. They're uploading videos about, you know, from kids who've been bullied to people who've dealt with um, trauma to people who've gone through divorces. Um, Sarah was obviously, again, not writing it with the fact that Jana was going to record it, but Jana was the perfect person to record it because she's coming out of her divorce with Mike Cawson, Kaysen, and um, it's been a tough road. So... The, the gist of the song is that um, all the voices in your head that tell you that you're not worthy, that you're not pretty enough, that you're not smart enough, that you, um, all, all of those things that you've heard. And, and this is just not just for women. This is for men, too. But, I mean, you know, certainly speaks to some people who've been through some things that you are worthy. You're not broken. And it's a great song. It is a great song. So I'm adding it very enthusiastically. As am I. As am I. Listen, Jan is a great person. Great person. 
Um, I, I wish that she had had more of a career in, in country music and country radio. It just didn't, it didn't hit. And I will tell you that that first song that she put out about uh, Why You Want It, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a great song. Yeah. Great song. And if she had like two more of those. She got the boy. That yeah. Up, well, I think, I think she, she went back and forth. Place. I think she went back and forth between like um, acting and, yeah, you know, Tree Hill, right? and one, yeah, and doing her. Um, and she does. She's still acting. She's doing a, a Hallmark Christmas movie coming up. Um, Wonderful. Again, she's a, you know, I tell you all these all the time, but she's another great person to follow on Instagram. And it's not, it's not always sappy stuff about trying to get out of a divorce. She's just navigating being a single mom. And, um, you know, when you first get divorced in that first year where your kids are spending time with, you know, your ex and spending time with you, you know, those first few times when you don't have your kids and you're by yourself, it's tough. And so she really, it's kind of like a live video vlog that she's doing kind of about her life right now. And um, I think there's a lot of people who can really relate to what she is going through for sure. We'll add those two to the Donna and Caddy Spotify hype song playlist for this episode of the My Second Act podcast. Zach Brown has COVID. Very, very so, bad. canceling some shows. This uh, was just announced Tuesday. Uh, if you're listening to this episode on upload day, Thursday, September 30th, uh, if you had a ticket to see Zach and the band in Clarkston, Michigan, no go. Uh, tomorrow night, Burgettstown, Pennsylvania for our pod peeps there. Syracuse, Saturday night, gone. And Saratoga Springs, New York has been canceled for Sunday. And he's just sad, he says. Well, I think it's tough. I think it's tough when you get that, when you get rolling back on the road and you're finally there and then something like this happens. I know Dirk's had to cancel a couple of shows because someone in his um, group, I don't know if it was like someone in the tour tested positive. And I think it's hard. I mean, you, you, you get powered back up and then you have to power down and you, and I think that's why some artists like Florida Georgia line and a couple other people have just said, you know what, we're going to take a pass because otherwise you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. There seem to be some tours, Eric church and them seem to be holding strong. They haven't had to cancel a lot of dates, but you know, if you're a ticket holder too, like we're holding on to these tickets for Eric Church and I'm just praying, please keep it going, you know, because you're so looking forward to seeing, you know, the band that you want to see that you're holding tickets for. So um, I may have sounded just a little aggravated last episode when I was asked to do the Brooks and Dunn TikTok challenge from Neon Moon. And I apologize, Don. I'm very excited about that. And we're going to do that. Okay. okay. All right. I, I cannot think of anything in my life right now I'd rather do oh. than the Brooks and Dunn Neon Moon TikTok challenge. With me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, maybe a spinal fusion or something like that. But but right now, it's, it's all about Brooks and Dunn. They're on TikTok, have a half million followers. I was scrolling the TikTok last night. What they're doing, they just started their tour. What they're doing is shooting videos of the crowd when they perform Neon Moon. And what you see are just generations and generations and generations of people. Because doing the, it's the being... Sun goes. Right, it's being reintroduced to a whole new generation demographic because of TikTok right now. Well, and I thought it's good for us because I think you can, I think you can take care of these moves. Not a lot going on. Not a lot you have to do. That's true with this particular. Yeah, it's just some folding of the arms. I think you can do it. Yeah, because Neon Moon I think was released back in like the late nineties. Maybe. No, we did record one um, TikTok challenge that everyone loved, where we did our knees. Remember, where you do the, you bend over and do your knee. Back and forth, uh, yes. back and forth, back yes. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. That was like back during the heat of the pandemic. Yeah. That was a good one. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll upload that one to All the right. letter too. We'll do that this Saturday. Text left on red. Red is the color. R-E-D. No spaces to the number two, two, eight, two, eight. We were having a conversation last episode about funeral songs. And I posted just a simple, hey, give us two or three songs that you would like to hear at your funeral and and maybe some the, a couple that you like you would you would rise from the casket and turn down the speaker if someone dared to play yeah be like herman really song. are you playing yeah, this seriously. yeah and uh, there was a lot of feedback a lot of great feedback about this um you found this viral post about people putting together spotify funeral song playlists yeah uh and it was a marketing just a beautiful marketing ploy by legal in general. And again, they are a financial services and asset management company based in London. And it makes perfect sense. That, yeah. But you didn't know that unless you did. Like, I had to go down like a rabbit hole. But I was curious. There has someone's behind this. Who is it? And it's a very smart marketing company. Pod Pete Ben Kohler. Pod Pete Ben Kohler. Highway to Hell ACDC. Now, oh, my gosh. There were several of, of comments on the Cadillac Jack podcast Facebook page for Highway to Hell. Okay. So you want people when they're coming in and they're grabbing their little little 
you know, thing that tells you their little playbill that tells you like it tells all about you and what your life was and everything. And then they start out. And you're like, really? Okay. Um, Ben then wrote, or if mom is reading this, oh. Stairway to Heaven. Oh, there you go. Oh, I love that. You can go either or. I said, of course, of course, Blue. Uh, Mel- uh, Melanie, Hell Bailey, How Do You Like Me Now from Toby Keith. You know, love she, that. She's a huge Toby Keith fan. I love that. Um, which makes sense there. Uh, Let It Be, The Beatles. That's for, a good for one. Tina Watts, a pod peep in North Carolina. Very nice, Tina. Uh, Denise Roper, going old school with Amazing Grace, The Prettiest mm-hmm. Flowers, and Hold My Hand. Oh, I love that. I reached back out to Denise and I commented and I said, the, the Darius Rucker, hold my hand. She's like, no, it's a him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh. yeah. Um, let's see here. Chris Carter, Led Zeppelin's In My Time of Dying. Mm, okay, that sounds heavy. Lynn Lively, go rest high on that mountain when I get where I'm going and chiseled in stone. Now, let me tell you something. If you're going to do go rest high on that mountain, people are going, they're going to get restless because that's a it's long a, one. It's a, it's a very long song. Very long song. Vern Gosden, Children's Stone. I actually, when I read this yesterday, I was cooking dinner last night. I went to the iTunes store, wherever I get my music, and I bought Vern Gosden's Greatest Hits for six ninety nine. Okay. And we listened to Vern Gosden last night. You didn't even know it. We were listening to Vern Gosden last night, so we had dinner. I loved it. At the table. Bought and downloaded it last night. Um, all right. Rebecca Carol Hill, when I get where I'm going. You know, originally Dolly wanted me to sing the Brad Paisley part of that song, even though Brad wrote it. You as in you, kind of like Jack? Yes. Okay. And it just, I remember it just incensed Brad Paisley. Mm-hmm. Didn't work had, out with your schedule. We hadn't spoken since. Um, Lynn Lilly, farewell party, George Watson. Mm. Gene Watson, rather. That seems sad. <laughs> remember you booked me before we were dating and even married to MC a Gene Watson concert in Monroe years ago. And he, he rolled up driving his own bus. Yes. Like honked his Genius. horn to clear people because people would put their chairs out on the field and like bonk, bonk, like he was coming through. Brooke Scott knocking on heaven's door in Forever Young. Uh, Ronnie Tewksburley. Ronnie's a big supporter of the podcast. And I just butchered your last name. The River and uh, I Walk With God. It's Tewksbury. Um, I like that. Trudy Daniel. Alan Jackson has a new song called Where Her Heart Always Has Been. Oh. It would have been played at my mom's funeral had it been released. I cry every time I hear it. And I said, Trudy, your mom's service is beautiful. Yeah. They had, that Alan Jackson yeah song. I mean, and that, there's just there were some beautiful hymns played. Yep. Prop me up beside the jukebox, Joe Diffie. Okay, I don't know about that. That's Melanie. That is Melanie Wilson. Yep. I know that. Uh, Jeff Riley, thank you, Jeff, for taking the time to comment. Drink a beer, uh, or you should be here. Oh, that's a good one. You should be here. Oh, Cole Swindell. That makes me so sad. And I thought about, um, you know, Thomas Ritt's first single to radio was a song called uh, Beer with Jesus. Yeah. And it's, I think, the best song he's ever recorded. And, and he tried to release it. Radio, of course, was scared of Jesus. Here's what the song the song didn't do well at all. Here's what's interesting about the the funeral playlist. A couple things like are you playing? It kind of depends on what kind of mood you're trying to strike. Are you playing the funeral playlist like to satisfy you? Are you playing the funeral playlist to like appease and make the people that are sitting out there feel better, or are you playing the funeral playlist to send someone a message? I bet the latter. More, more so than any anything. This you're trying to send someone yeah, a message. Absolutely. Like, how do you and like you know me now? You are. Pew, or you're going to you miss are. me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. You that's a good. A yeah, you're going to yeah. miss me. Yeah, you're going to miss this. You're going to miss this. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tears in heaven from Clapton uh, were some that I saw that I, I flagged because I like him. I wish you were here from Pink Floyd. I mean, that's that a good one. Sense. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, how do I live from Leon Rhymes or Trisha Yearwood? Living years, Mike and the Mechanics. Oh, what a great song. Yeah. Uh, and right here waiting for you, which was Richard Marks, I believe. No one picked my song bad. BT, you went with uh, Brooks and Dunn, if I recall. I did. Believe? That, yeah, that's that's probably a direct request from my father whenever oh. that time inevitably comes. Okay, why, this is sad. Why are we he's probably going to make me sing it, too, and I'm not going to be able to Oh. You could match with Lauren. Yes. You and Lauren could do it. Your wife. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. We'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. We'll circle back around to that. I don't like thinking about that. Me either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, don't want to think about it. Anytime this. I hear the Luke Combs, um, I think of my dad, because yes. you know it's coming. Um, yes. Uh, even though you're leaving. Yeah, even though you're leaving. And now with mom, it's the Chris Jansen uh, by mom yeah. song because, you know, mom's not doing well either. I was listening to Bobby Bones, um, his morning show. He had Chris Jansen on, did like a five minute segment about by mom and about what a great song it is. And Chris tells the backstory and they wrote it like in 20 minutes. And uh, he had a great co-writer, one of his dearest friends who had just lost his mom. Great conversation. Great visit with uh, Bobby Bones and, and Chris Jansen. Do you think they played the song? 
Okay, so no. give us some radio. Well, what well, what happens? Huh? A lot of times you're just getting well, you're just taking the interview to appease the label. Chris Jansen doesn't get spins. This is the big big problem for him as an artist in the record label. He doesn't get spins on. Gosh, how many affiliates does Bobby Bones have? A lot. So hundreds. So Chris Jansen, by going in and doing Bobby's morning show, had he had Bobby played the song by Mom, he would have gotten eight hundred. If, if yeah. he has that many stations, eight hundred spins. It would have charted just because of Bobby Bones. But I'm sure Bobby was told, don't play the record. I can bet you Chris Jansen was not told going in the front doors at 6 a.m. one morning last week that they were not going to play the song. We probably thought they maybe put in a post afterwards or something. 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 But again, as we talked in the episode about that song, it's it's, it's radio programmers that, that are saying it's a four-minute record. It's, it's a ballad. It's slow. It's about death. And yes, it's all those things, but it's also a great song. Hmm. Were you surprised that Ryan Seacrest uh, signed a new contract. Not at all for radio. Not at all. Three years. But here's the thing: he doesn't need radio. Like, I mean, again, flying it's, back it's and forth from for New York to LA. Well, and that's where he started. You know, at he, Star ninety four. Started at Star ninety four as an intern. Um, but yeah, I just think like I think about you know like you because you would always say you you wanted to kind of like go out on your own terms, but you were always like this is gonna be my last contract. I can't do this anymore. I can't get up at three forty five. I can't do this. And that's we'd tough. all we'd always be like one more. Yeah. Four more years. Four, Four more, more years. years. Yeah. Look what that happened. Turned out to be two. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that uh, he's a super talent. I think love is, uh, radio is his passion. Yeah. Um, and so he's always going to do radio in addition to Idol and, and and all the other stuff that he does. He works Yeah. And it's just Bobby Bones. I mean, I'll Absolutely. give Bobby, I'll give him every, all the credit. Anybody who is in one of those positions where you're doing multiple, um, multiple forms of media. And the, the difference is people do that a lot now. Like, Everybody multitasks. We joke about it. I multitask. You do. We all have a bunch of different jobs. But the difference for them is they're they're working two coast. I mean, you talk about flying from LA, you know. Well, they don't fly so much anymore. It's all done. Yeah. But like when he was having to do the the idol, literally get on a plane after idol and fly back to New York to do Kelly and Ryan. Right, because his his home base is Kiss FM yeah. in, in LA. LA and Orange County's number one hit music station. Yeah. Um and and so He's in New York doing live. And so he has, you know, there's a three hour time difference Yeah, for LA for him to begin his morning radio show. It can't, can't be easy at all. No. Next episode, we're going to hear from uh, Donna. Ask for Donna again. Uh, she's the co-captain of the sassy. Sassy stompers. Sassy stompers. Um, and uh, she's very, very excited about that. And I, I was talking to her daughter, Marilyn, and I'm going up there in the next couple of days. I'm going to shoot some video. Marilyn said to me, Katie, you have no idea. Mama and Brandon put on their 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 cloth their tap shoes and they tap every day in here because in the, the showroom floor is is hard yeah. it's hard yeah. surface but you know? we did not know any I of this no clue when i first started talking about my journey with clogging i didn't know all the closet cloggers were going to come out and i also didn't know that donna because we never clogged together as you heard her say like we lived within two she miles of each other, plus which that's reason. a whole that's, story yeah, that's a, there's, a, there's a there's a story there yeah i don't know what happened there Maybe she didn't make the younger team. I don't know. I don't, don't think, say that to her. Well, I don't God, think we had to try out, but maybe I bet Betty Jo just got her in late and then just put her in at like the VFW group. You know, if 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 you go to a big box retailer right now and you uh, see something you want on the floor, they're not going to sell it to you. You're not going to be able to take it home. Uh, if you find something on the showroom floor today, Gallery Furniture Gainesville, you take it home today. You, you load it up and you go home with it. If you buy from a big box retailer right now. Um, it's going to be months. They're going to call you about two, three times to move back the delivery date of your furniture because of the supply chain problems right now. Remember that Ask for Donna at the beginning of the pandemic, she she blew hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars on furniture because she knew this was going to happen. She has inventory you will not find anywhere else and uh, you find it and, and you pay for it and Donna's going to load it up with rope. Yeah, and you know how she knew that is because they've been in business so long. It's not like she had a crystal ball, but she just kind of could see what was happening in the world. And she knew there were going to be supply chain issues. And this is not just something we put out there to scare people. I work in, no. I work in something that requires a uh, supply chain. And we are really at the mercy right now of when these boats can get in to dock. Um, and the other thing that Donna has is she has some American made furniture. Um, I know that's important to some people because there are a lot of people who truly try to buy only American made products. It becomes harder and harder because what happens when you have American made products, sometimes the cost goes up. Um, it's just a fact. But as does the quality. As does the quality. But 
what she has done is on this Jackson catnapper. It is American made. The craftsmanship is amazing, um, but it is not, the price is not outrageously more expensive than um, being made overseas. And, and that quality is great. And that's important for furniture because furniture takes a beating. If you've got young kids, listen, I can remember our kids. I will never forget. We got a, a couch that was a sectional that was electric and literally on the first day, someone like jammed their Nintendo down in it and we could hardly get it to like open what and close. What was electric about it? Well, you can push the button and oh, the, and the, so the, yeah, the feet a, come up yeah, and stuff. Right. So, I mean, you've got to have furniture that your kids can jump on. Don't even try to go there. This is like old person wisdom. Like if you have little kids, don't be those people who are like, we're going to get this stuff and the kids are not, they're going to keep it good. They're not going to be able to sit on it. Okay. That's not going to happen. And you're just setting yourself up for failure. So get furniture that is super comfortable really good price and it's going to last you for a long time gallery furniture 1600 browns bridge road gainesville hashtag ask for the wolfman hashtag ask for donna um i have some bad news we're gonna have to bump it dear preston yeah. <gasps> oh I'm that's sorry. okay i'm sorry i'm sorry. my wisdom is now it's gonna overflow we well, just we don't have time. Yeah, for it. and here's the thing: we want Preston to be able. This is a really good Why would question. This segment to be able to breathe. Yeah, this you is know? a really good question. It's and actually we'll kind of tease you. It's Lisa from Franklin, Tennessee. She has a really great parenting question, um, and I think it's a question that all of us as parents have dealt with before. And we're so we're getting. Um, Preston's take on it you may say why Preston because we know you get tired of listening to the two of us just blather on about our opinions. So Preston is newly married, has zero children, zero parenting skills and so we just want to kind of like throw these questions at him and get a fresh take on it like somebody but it's it's beautiful because he's not jaded you know he's not like in some mom or dad's group where he's like well this is what all the moms are saying this is genuinely we have to have a diaper genie exactly this is what he thinks so if you have a question for us um and it can be about anything for dear preston like your marriage your dating your kids anything i'm so excited cadillac at appenmedia.com, C-A-D-I-L-L-A-C, Cadillac at appenmedia.com, or ring the podcast voicemail text line, 770-464-6024. Uh, dear Preston, the uh, introduction, the big um, the big reveal is next episode. Um, I, I do have to hit this real quick. I'm sorry. Um, it was revealed Tuesday that Brian Landry's family went on a effing camping trip to Florida after he returned from the uh, cross-country trek, after he returned to Florida without Gabby. He went on a camping trip with his mother and his father. Are you kidding me? I just have so many questions. Like, okay, if that was Will and he came back from this cross-country trip and he said, okay, I was with Linda. Well, we knew he was with Linda. And he's like, listen, she stayed. I mean, I don't know what he told his family. Like she wanted to keep blogging or she did something. Wouldn't you just be like, I would have a lot of questions. Like, wait, where? who is she with? I would, I would have texted the, her parents, called her parents. I mean, they were in a relationship. They had known, they were not just casual. They, no, they were... Childhood sweethearts. So, I mean, the first thing I would have done would have been to call Linda's parents and say, hey, Will's home. I just want to make sure everything's okay. You know, like, what is going on? Did he come home and just tell everything that happened? Like, I don't know. Did he say, like, this terrible accident happened and I didn't mean for it to happen? I want to share, excuse me, I want to share um, just a a graph or two from a text exchange I had with a very dear friend last night about this. Um, Have you heard the theory? And this is uh, her to me in a text. Have you heard the theory that parts of Gaddy, uh, Gabby Petrino's story is being fabricated to create orchestrated distraction in the media? I went into a deep dive on Twitter. Okay, fantastic. I said, here's what I think. I think we all will be very surprised, if not shocked, when the truth comes out. Or even have a guess or idea as to what the truth is. I don't have that right now. But I think it's very dark around both of them. He's an evil person. But I wonder if she also didn't have a streak of evil in her. Drugs, question mark? But you and I have had that conversation. I don't know. Possibly, uh, I don't think we know 5% of the true story. That was my text back to her. Then she says, I agree. We will likely never know the true story. Um, I wonder what was really happening between them. I doubt the violence was completely one-sided. Evil and spiritual warfare are real. All it needs is a tiny crack to invade and take over lives. I totally agree. I said, you nailed it. Every bit of it. I said, we sound sinister, but I think they are both guilty of something. 
if not many somethings. It is also a textbook example of how the way we portray ourselves on social media is nearly the exact opposite, in many cases, of our actual living and breathing lives. Everyone is guilty, myself included. They look great on paper, or Instagram, as is the case. Final exchange, she says, agreed. Social media is probably the downfall of this whole world. True, true, right? I think it's easier for us to focus on believe in the happy family individual that's portrayed on social media or even real life. Otherwise, we would feel um, convinced to address the issue with the individuals and then and, and try to help. It's easier to ignore because we are selfish and don't want to become involved. The enemy loves this concept. It keeps people isolated and stuck in their lifestyle. And then the darkness is easier to creep in. How many people suspected these two individuals had issues, whether drugs or whatever, and just didn't want to become involved? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it the other day. You know, if you see something, say something. But yeah, there's something going on. There's a lot there's, going there's on. There's a lot more that, that's going to come out at some point, I believe. But uh, hey, dog, the, the bounty hunter's in. So there's there's hope, right? I, yeah, he's a mess himself. I mean, he's got his it's own a, issues. It's a distraction. Going on. Yeah. Go 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 back go back home. You know, he he gave up his his honeymoon to go and be. Yeah, there that's a whole story. Yeah. This honeymoon with this woman that he was involved with when his his dear love Beth was dying. It's a mess. Audio for this episode from George Carlin, NBC's Today Show, Hybrid Films, The Coop Show on Odyssey.com, MCA Records, Giggling Goose Productions, and Castle Rock Entertainment. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. This episode of the My Second Act podcast was produced by Preston Thompson, PT, host of the Georgia Politics podcast. New episode. Yes. Before we go out, we have to... We have to sew up one thing that we talked about in the beginning. What? You have never seen an episode of Seinfeld, correct? No, I'm not. PT, you have never seen an episode of Seinfeld. No, I have not. See, it's not just me. How is this be. possible? And it was Friends, too. I never, I've never seen Friends. I've watched all of Friends. Okay. All right. But, yeah. no. Carry Seinfeld. on. Uh, where was I? Uh, closing credits. Uh, new episodes Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. If you are listening on Upload Day, which would be... September 30th, tomorrow, Netflix lands Seinfeld. Every single episode ever made. Here's an Easter egg for you. We're going to go out on a classic scene about Kramer. And, um, well, Kramer had to tap out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of the contest. Now, do you guys know what the contest was? Well, we can surmise. There was a contest to see who could go the longest without the men. To go the longest without... Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brushing their hair. That. To completion. You're out? Yeah. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> well, it was that woman across the street. You know, you better be careful, buddy. She's going to get you next. Thank you for listening to the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast.